0: Hey everybody welcome to this week's edition of tricky kid radio i am your host as always roy turner uh joining me uh again this week i can't believe it is my better half the greatest woman i've ever known of also probably the most pregnant woman i've ever seen <laughs> my better half jocelyn uh babe welcome back to the show thank you what do you mean thank you
1: I like doing it. It's fun. So thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Got a great, great, great show. Going to have a great evening of hip hop. We're going to be talking about a lot, a lot of great stuff. Uh, Two special guests this week. So we're we're going to be doubling our pleasure and doubling our fun. We're going to actually having two songs of the week Um, instead of our normal one. We have one of the original MCs ever ever to do it and certainly one of the f- first uh, female MCs we have Roxanne Chante on the show this week
1: yes Roxanne Chante very cool um, interesting lady very interesting background
0: uh, for sure and you may have seen and we'll be talking about this as well uh, she there actually is a movie about her life called Roxanne Roxanne that's currently on Netflix mm-hmm. and uh, of course we recently um um saw um, uh, saw Roxanne Roxanne actually at the Dallas International Film Festival and we're going to be hearing from Roxanne Chante and talking about the movie um, and all kinds of great stuff uh, speaking of the Dallas International Film Festival and our guest this week we also have Busy Bone from the legendary Bone Thugs in Harmony
1: very cool group lots of fun to listen to and
0: do you, do you remember Bone Thugs in, in college or did you listen to them whenever you were up in Colorado
1: I I heard a few things here and there. It was fun. I was definitely entrenched in my classical
0: music. (laughs) (laughs) So they were kind of like a bit of a rebellion thing for you then? Yeah. Well, they actually, uh, there's a movie about, yeah, you know, it's not really about the entire Bone Thug story, but it's definitely about kind of the current state of Bone Thugs with a little bit of background. It's called The Sons of St. Clair. And, of course, it also debuted at uh, the Dallas International Film Festival. And so we'll be talking with Busy Bone uh, and about that film, uh, talking about a movie that him and Crazy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, an album that him and Crazy Bone did last year called New Waves and lots and lots of great stuff. Uh, before we get to that, of course, the first thing I want to, of course, acknowledge is today is our greatest inspiration, and certainly for me personally, Uh, today is Prince's, what would have been Prince's 60th birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Prince.
0: (laughs) And, you know, uh, but instead of being all sad and and, and tragic that he's no longer with us, uh, we want to celebrate his life. and, And today's his birthday. And but what we're going to do is we're actually going to bring you a very special show actually next week, because I know there's going to be a lot of attention and a lot of competition uh, regarding that. So we wanted to let you not have too much, you know, print fatigue as if such a thing could exist. Right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to bring you a very, very special show next week. I've got a lot of stuff that I'm kind of keeping under wraps that I'm dying to, to tell all our listeners about. But I want it to be a big surprise, so make sure you tune in next week because it's going to be one of our biggest uh, and best shows yet. Of course, as you know, we did a four-part series. You know, um, the week that he passed two years ago. It's unbelievable that it's been two years, isn't it?
1: It doesn't seem like that long.
0: A- in a way, it seems like a-, a lifetime, but at the same time, it's it never gets any easier, you know. <laughs> but we want to stay positive and, 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 uh, and celebrate his life and his legacy. Um, so we have a great, great show celebrating his 60th birthday, the 30th anniversary of the album love sexy. We're going to be talking about, uh, this weekend. Uh, there's some people, they're actually, I said, some people that are actually organizing like a three day festival. And it's kind of like a fan festival up in, 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 Minnesota. Um, kind of like, you know, of course the area where, where purple rain was filmed and things like that. And, uh, um there is uh some people all all from, from from the Mankato Free Press, uh from Maryland and New York, they're all helping you know, organizing the event. And then there was um there's a guy named Joel King. He actually worked as a camera operator on on them. I don't know which Prince film it was, but he was involved in some of his, his videos as well and so they plan on getting down. So we hope to also maybe hear from from them and some other attendees from that festival. So just make sure that you tune in next week for the Big Print sixtieth birthday uh, love sexy thirtieth anniversary. Are you are you excited about that, Jocelyn?
1: Yeah, I can't wait to hear it.
0: And we'll have to have uh have you back and uh and and we'll tell some more stories and mm. uh, and uh, speaking of which, because I wanted to tell a lot of people about and those of you that are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area like we are, uh, we want to encourage everybody to come tonight to Prince's birthday party. Uh, come to uh, uh, the Statler Hotel. There's like a, like a, a club inside there called Scout. Uh, it's off a of Commerce Street in downtown Dallas. And there's going to be a great, great, great party. Uh, some friends of ours that are like a Hall of tribute band called the Rich Girls uh, sometimes perform as a Prince tribute called the Beautiful Ones, which is pretty cool, you know? And so they're going to be having a great party featuring all types of, you know, of course, they're encouraging people to wear purple. And, and you know, I love that. Like, Texas Theater tonight uh, is going to be showing a 35-millimeter print of Purple Rain and there's going to be a dance party after it. Now, I'm not trying to be Mr. Purist, but of course, you know, he did have 37 albums that weren't Purple Rain, so and I love Purple Rain too. But I, I get is it, what people people uh, equate him with, at least uh, you know, uh, the most thing. would is. now? Um, there's a TV miniseries that uh, that has tapped a, a local uh, talent named Ronnie Hart to play Prince's um, in this like docudrama. That I, and I don't, I haven't heard too much about it, so I, I can't speak too much on it. I haven't heard too much of you know anything about it really. Um, but it's gonna be a great night. Uh, dj black uh blake ward who i've done gigs with and uh, dj smooth jazz it's going to be great again uh, it's going to be tonight if you do check out uh purple rain at texas theater um then head on over to the statler and check out the scout so we can all celebrate prince's 60th birthday and then tune in next week for a very very special special episode all right what are you most looking forward to in that episode jocelyn
1: Well, um, I know how knowledgeable you are about Prince, and every time you talk about him, I learn something new, and um, hear something new, because you have this um, vast knowledge of of all of his uh, output, which is actually kind of big.
0: (laughs) yes. He's
1: very prolific, so
0: uh, probably the most prolific artist uh, I, I can think of of our time in terms of just quality. It's like it's all good, you know. I mean, yeah. like I know, like. Like, didn't the Grateful Dead release, like, 175,000 live albums, but, like, maybe 10 are essential, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn is our resident uh, uh, Grateful Dead expert here at Tricky Kid Radio. So, <laughs> uh, no, Dizzlin, and thank you for saying that. Um, well, as you know, he was he's my greatest inspiration, and he is kind of his... I have my own ideas and feelings and emotions and art, uh to express, but... Uh, it's because of his inspiration. I've never wanted to be anything but myself. Do you know what I mean? And Mm so he he has kind of breathed a little bit of magic into all of that. And so... Uh, there's no way I could let such a big, uh, anniversary go by. And, uh, so yeah, I'm excited too, for the show next week. So we're going to have a good time with that. So definitely check that out. Uh, before we get to Roxanne Shantae and of course, uh, busy bone from bone thugs and harmony, uh, man, the summer Jocelyn is here and I'm, uh, uh J- the summer means everything to me. And we just had a very g- great Memorial day weekend with your parents.
1: It was fun, we did our normal thing with the cookout and hanging out by the pool and it was nice to have you there. They love you <laughs>
0: and I love them too and it was our, it was our first memorial day weekend together as a as a as a unit as a yeah. family That was fun <laughs> uh Justin and our ours one year anniversary is coming up uh just in a few weeks uh so we'll um have some 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 fun stories and we'll be celebrating that too in a few weeks and we'll keep everybody uh uh up to date on that and we thank everybody for asking about miles who is our first child that is d- being due in august mm-hmm. um jocelyn i don't know if you guys listeners can tell but she's kind of breathing a little bit heavier today she seems a little bit winded <laughs> yeah. uh this has been such an easy pregnancy though and it's because you've been so fit and so wonderful and so awesome
1: Knock on wood. for sure but i
0: think you're an inspiration like i said we, we thank to all the people uh, you know on social media that have been asking about miles and and people that see us on the street and stuff. So why don't why don't you give them an update on how Miles is doing?
1: Well yes, like you said, we've been blessed with a very easy breezy pregnancy so far. Um I am in the third trimester. Yeah, so
0: come on.
1: I'm waddling around, rolling trying to roll out of bed. Sitting up is much more difficult and it's it's not really in my wheelhouse to be so uncoordinated and, no, and mean, awkward.
0: But. Yeah, but she says that, and we just got back from a yoga class where even at seven months pregnant, uh, one of you guys should know is that like when you go to exercise or you go to like, a yoga class and there's that one-star student that everybody looks at to make sure that their pose is, is, is similar or as good as or how to do it, Jocelyn is that person, and at seven months pregnant, you are still that person. I'm very proud of you.
1: I oh, love you. I love you, baby. <laughs> You're sweet. So, yeah, it's been a little weird um, <laughs> trying to do simple things like sit up and, and you know, he kicks from the inside and that's kind of weird. I'm, yeah. could never have been a doctor, so things like that make me feel squeamish. Sorry, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 Miles can hear you now. We, we, yeah. we, we learned that this week, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, we watch these weekly videos about how he is developing and how big he is. I guess he's the size of a coconut now.
0: <laughs> and shout out to what it's what is that? Yeah, tell our tell our listeners if if all those mothers out there, I'm sure you have your own there's all these great apps now and it's such a great time to to be able to be a parent. I mean, there's something that our parents never experienced and mm. had that kind of a support system, but uh we watch this thing called What to Expect. And what is the doctor's name? Do you know her? Do you remember her name? Oh,
1: I forgot. Yet,
0: but uh, but it, it, what app is it on? It's a uh,
1: What to Expect.
0: It's just a What to Expect app, right? Yeah, because you're the one who always dials it up. So yeah, so yeah, so check out the What to Expect app. It's fantastic. It's comforting. It's knowledgeable, and and it's really has helped us feel informed and felt like we're going to be great parents. So.
1: Yeah, it's a fun thing to look forward to every week.
0: Uh, and you know, and speaking of looking forward to stuff, whatever, you know, this is going to be uh, such a great summer. I get, I love summer. And, uh, you know, my mother's a school teacher. Um, I know a lot of you listeners out there know that too. And, and I do want to thank you guys. You guys always are so great at the beginning of the school year, um, always wishing my mom uh, to have a great school year. So I, I appreciate that. And, and she completed it. And Jocelyn and I, um, you guys will remember this for the last couple of years, I always film a video. Where we, I always receive her when she uh, comes home. And if when I was in New York, I used to fly home just to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that when she comes in, she can get a hero's welcome. Because teachers are probably the most underappreciated people on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I would do that for any teacher, especially somebody that also happens to be my mother, who is, I, in my opinion, uh, such a, an asset to any uh, student, And I wish that, you know, we all have that one teacher that, that touched us. And I can guarantee you that uh, for the last 18 years, uh, for a lot of people, it's been my mother. So it's very important to me. And it was so special, Jossie, to have you this year. Uh, for the first time, and it was her 18th year. And when she came in, I we always have like I have, have Alice Cooper's schools out, and and we have a new video that we recorded. You guys remember the one from last year, so we have a new one this year. But that that you're in Jossie,
1: <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I can't imagine, um, you know, having to work so hard every, like five days a week, eight eight hours a full entire day. Um, taking care of kids and especially your mom, she has like four year olds, right? Yeah.
0: She teaches pre-K. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, sometimes every once in a while I teach four year olds and they're probably the most challenging. <laughs> so well, in
0: four years, we're going to have one of our own. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what advice would you give right now to, to people that are entering their, their maybe their first trimester and their first time parents? What, what do you think that you, that, that, that you learned that you could offer to pass on to somebody?
1: Um, well, every pregnancy is different. so That's true. Um, and we, I was lucky enough to not have the, the whole nausea thing. Um, but, yeah, um, the first thing I would suggest is make sure you're eating a lot of protein and iron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and get a good prenatal. Um, that's my advice. I didn't have a, a very tough... First and second trimester, but so. she's being
0: modest. Uh, the first trimester was was a bit it wasn't ru- fun, right? Right, yeah, but, but it was just, it was just because it was so new and yeah. it wasn't anything. But but this has been such a a um, you know to a testament to how to how fit you are, how how good you take care of yourself. And again, like I said, we're in the the third trimester now, and you're doing yoga poses that others can't do that are half your age and not pregnant, so. <laughs> So anyway, I, this is my, uh, I'm very proud of you and I think you're wonderful and, and you guys can, can keep track of, uh, Jossie's pregnant, uh, uh, progress and, and, and as she's going along, uh, and thank again for all, everybody has been asking about miles and asking about Jocelyn. We really appreciate it. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, one of my favorite traditions about summer is it seems to be anybody that that knows me and knows this show knows that I'm a massive, massive fan of of cheap trick, and so it, it it just so happens I just I just equate cheap trick with summertime. I just do. Um, speaking of videos, you know the last time we shot a video with my mom, it was actually during spring break, and there's a great video that you guys really um, responded to that I filmed with me, and we had my nephew Parker over, and uh, and we were and we had shot this thing to, to the soundtrack of Cheap Trick's Spring Break. Yeah. So, but uh, it seems like Cheap Trick, I'm in the same town as them at the, at the beginning of every summer. I mean, like literally like when school is out and it happens, it's, you know, live, it's not Alice Cooper, but it's uh, it's always Cheap Trick. And I just saw I, saw, I thought that was so great too, I just saw Cheap Trick uh, last Saturday night. And if you remember, one of our first dates last year was Cheap Trick and Forner ended up being the height of our summer.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember it being really hot. (laughs) Insanely hot.
0: You looked insanely hot.
1: Oh. It was fun. Um, We were sweating and... And jamming out.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was in like July. I I'm always trying to to, to get Josie to find her inner exhibitionist because she's so gorgeous and has the most beautiful body I've ever seen. And last year it took it it took it to be 190 out. Uh, and you were barely wearing anything at that concert. That was a wonderful treat for uh, for me and anybody that was, you know, in the in the in the row in, in front of us and behind us. But but here's I remember it was remember we were just there for cheap trick. And, you know, I know Forner songs. I like Foreigner, But I knew that, like, you know, or at least I thought I knew that, you know, Lou Graham's not the band anymore and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, you know, we'll stick around for a couple of songs. So we've talked about this before, but we ended up, end up staying the entire show. And why was that?
1: Well, I mean, song after song, um, I recognized. Yeah. And I liked. What? They, they do this song, too? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool.
0: Pretty cool <laughs> that was the most fun show not only the best rock show i saw all year last year the height of our summer and we'd only been together for a for a few months at that time right i mean yeah I guess like it was, a
1: month maybe
0: i think it was in i think it was in august so maybe was two maybe because like it was so hot outside yeah, right Very hot. but here's what i wanted to say and this may, I mean, this may get me in a little bit of trouble, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway because it's because mm-hmm. you because you you know <laughs> you know what I'm going to say here, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that of course if you go to trickykid.com, you know that we do uh, a lot of reviews and we cover this lot of area. You know, I've been in the music industry for 20 years, and I told you this other day too. I know that that doesn't make me all entitled and and suddenly uh, I should be expectant and, and, and certain things, but. It, you, I think anybody can relate to how frustrating it can be to put in that much work over that amount of time and still be treated with little to no respect in certain capacities. Now, without naming names, and I'm not a complainer, I'm, I'm grateful. Trust me. First of all, shout out to uh, the House of Blues um Cast and crew uh, in downtown Dallas, Texas, uh, my man, Clint Phillips and Myra and Jeffrey and all them down there, uh, of course, uh, Russell and all of them, uh, it, it's, I get, trying. Like they're like family and doing business with me is usually pretty pleasant. I mean, I know that's not a, not an easy job there at the uh, will call there, but if you've been doing this as long as I have and you so much so that when you get there they don't even have to ask for your ID and they know your name and they say hello mm-hmm. but at, at the same time if there's any sort of issue or whatsoever suddenly there's this hierarchy because you know it, it all is dependent on how they're feeling about you in that moment that's all it, it, all it boils down to
2: mm-hmm.
0: like they want you know you to believe that there's a certain protocol. There is no protocol. They have carte blanche. Okay. It's all down to how they're feeling. So, and I'm not expecting anybody to cut any sort of corners for me or feel entitled here. Call me out here. Am I feeling entitled here?
1: Um. Well, I trust you and I think you know what you're doing. So <laughs> it's this is your arena. Right.
0: But as, I've, as, I, as I'm hearing my voice, it sounds like some entitled, you know, diva bitch shit. You know, <laughs> all I'm saying is this is that if I go to House of Blues and I'm friendly and I've been shooting shows there, covering shows there, doing live remotes, all different types of stuff, and there is some miscommunication, they are eager and wanting to help me. Mm -hmm. And they're wanting to do that. And I've earned that because they're wanting to do so for how kind that I've been, and how and how pleasant that I've been, and 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 obviously, obviously, I'm a, you know a legitimate member of the press, right? So that tells you that if it can happen there, shouldn't it be able to happen anywhere?
1: Well, I mean, I would suppose that there is a difference between you know House of Blues, which is a smaller, well, yeah, but yeah, but but it's all
0: run by you know, but it's still a Live Nation venue. So basically, I guess what I'm getting at, hey. Live Nation, my name is Roy Turner. I do a show called Tricky Kid Radio. I've been doing this for a while now, okay? I've been shooting shows at your venues. I've been reviewing stuff. I've been doing interviews backstage, and I've been doing this shit for over 20 years. When I show up to your will call window, extend me some fucking courtesy, please, okay?
1: Point taken. Got it, okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So anyway, rant over. Um, but uh, Cheap Trick, man, uh, is always so um, uh, just, you know, it was after seeing Cheap Trick, I, I felt so much better. So uh, <laughs> and shout out to my man, Davies Beard uh, from uh, from, I guess, I don't know what they're calling Starplex these days. I think it's now I think it's now it's called the Dosiki's you know shit shack or something I don't know. <laughs> but um but David you're the man you're always the man and I appreciate you sir and uh, and and thank you um and I don't mean to disrespect any coworkers of yours that I'm sure you're friends with so anyway but moving on we were talking earlier in the car and I wanted you to expound on this a little bit was that my favorite summer besides of course last summer where we you know met and came together and fell in love was You know, I've had a lot of great summers, and you you might be surprised to hear this, but for some reason, I always tend to go back to to summer 82 or summer of 83. Yes. Uh, The music, the soundtrack, I mean, summer of 83, you know, the Phillies had just won the pennant, and it was, even though I was a very young person, you know, I was only nine years old, it was very transformative for me. Uh, You know, uh, the music I was listening to, you know, I equate that with Michael Jackson's Thriller and... um, you know, again, we're talking about Princess you know Purple Rain, even though they came out till '84, but uh, you know, 1999 came out in '82. Thriller, um, you know, like I said, the Phillies won that won the pen in '83. Getting my Atari, Duran Duran, just a lot of great music, just really shaped me, and it's kind of my version of the Wonder Years, or at least the first year of it. Um, and I was telling you that even though I don't expect you to, when you hear. You know, hungry like the wolf to, to to affect you the same way that it does me, because you were only three years old that summer, right? Mm-hmm. But I need for you to have a relationship with that emotion with me, meaning like when you hear it, you know that it means something to me, you yes. know? Yes, that
1: makes
0: sense. Uh, in that same regard, I, I need to have that with you. So I wanted to ask you that besides 2016, 17, sorry, what is your summer of 82, what is your, what, what, when you, when you think about a, a, a perfect summer, besides, of course, last year, disclaiming, <laughs> what do you think about?
1: Um, well, I had a really fun summer once when I got to go to the Aspen Music Festival in school. And I was 99, I think. And I was 20. And it, just nine weeks of seeing a lot of great music. Um, playing a lot of great music, hanging out with a lot of really cool, interesting people, um, and Would, in a beautiful setting. Yeah, in the mountains. That's,
0: Would you say gorgeous. that this was your most promiscuous summer?
1: <laughs> you know, my mom listens to this show. I, I,
0: I know. That, that's why. That's why <laughs> I, I made that joke there. Of course, I'm just teasing. What, what, what are <laughs> what are what are some of the? Uh, what, <laughs> she's gonna love that one. Uh, what are what are some of the music you, you, remember, you remember seeing?
1: Um, well, of course there's the, the tent, the main tent and all of the, um, the student orchestras, the symphonies that played, which of course you know only attracted the highest level of talent uh, of students. Um, there were all these um, auxiliary venues where you could see um, a lot of new music performed by again um, a lot of talented faculty and super talented students. Um,
0: but what what shapes it for you though? I mean, like like is there is there a defining moment for you that that takes you back there when you hear something or when you think about that that summer?
1: Um. Just the weather is perfect in Colorado in the summertime. There's no bugs. <laughs> it's like, you know, nice, dry, cool weather and the mountains. And yeah, but I guess what I mean is it
0: when I <laughs> when I hear Duran Duran's. You know Rio and Girls on Film, or or any of the music that I was listening to back then uh, that I don't that I don't still listen to on a, on a daily on a daily basis. I still listen to you know you know Thriller and nineteen ninety nine and all that. But um, when I hear it, I'm immediately transported to a very specific time and a very specific emotion. That's why I think that music is really the the only example of time travel that we'll ever experience so you know i'm not thinking really about the weather i'm thinking about an emotion can you can you share like what would be something that could instantly transport you back to summer of 99 in aspen
1: um well i think Mm -hmm. we all hold memories differently um sometimes it's a smell um that brings you back and of course, music, classical music is all around for me at all times, so I couldn't really like say this spe- specific thing will bring me back to that. Um so for me it's like the climate.
0: <laughs> Almost like I said I was going to bring you we're going to bring you two songs of the week. Uh so yeah. there's songs up, uh, plural. And the first one is so awesome. One of my all-time favorite hip-hop artists, Black Alicious. Uh, their main dude who's got the coolest name ever called the Gift of Gab, and that's exactly what he's got if you've ever heard Black Alicious. He has a solo record coming out, uh called Rejoice. Rappers are rapping again. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good to know that, Josie?
1: Yes. Isn't
0: it good to know that rappers are rapping again?
1: Rejoice.
0: And I would never mention uh, this person's name, uh, uh, uh person's name, but I'll just give you an example. It's, it's five letters and it starts with the letter K. Um, and that's not an example of, of a rapper rapping again. That's uh, an example of an idiot still being an idiot. <laughs> uh, this is what a real MC sounds like. Uh, so... Right before we get to one of the greatest MCs of all time, Roxanne Shante, our guest this week, I'm going to bring you Gift of Gab. This is the first single, again, off of, and it's time to rejoice because rappers are rapping again. Uh, Featuring RA, The Rugged Man, and Afro, as an AFRO, this is Freedom Form Flowing.
3: Enter my enemy energy element. I am an entity walking ahead of the pack. I really am out of my head, and it's evident that I will never be able to ever quit. Melon and fella with hell of a relevance. is and elegant metaphors ready to set it off. Dead on your petty levels, I'm ready and able to murder interims. He's all in the pieces and murk and embarrass. He's honor me easily crumbs. Chill, it easily comes like breathing from people a see in your lungs. I creep to the beat of a drum. That's unique to me as I keep it a hundred. Leaving through regions and leaving the dumb. Infibule, cease and fuel and ceasing can keep in the mud. While well, some of them keep in the thud, right there is a leak in their mud. We better start reaching above. We hit it for economic decay. What you thinking of bro? I'm creeping beneath the, the service with purpose, I'm killing delinquents of what MCS should be, it's no interest of me if their mission is weak and they keep in the dumb. keep sleeping, I'm tweaking the frequency of MCing and being a piece of the puzzle, breathing, we seeking the freedom and what it means to be free and be equal as one, the nation is bobbing and weaving, afraid of the awful and evil, don't make it their power to lead you away from the power preceding creation, see all of the leaders to take us about of the season, hate with the law of receiving and giving a living, if y'all are believing in infinite knowledge, he's breathing in hell and out and topple to to the greedy. you
4: A righteous person laughing and tired of hurting a masculine prodigy, empathy, combated a, a, a video. When is the past a millennium? the millennium? Master rising to surface, snatching your wifey's purses. I'm a little brother like him When I got a rhyme on a stage for a good amount of time, I'm grabbing the mic in a urgent, smashing a dime for certain, splashing the ice with bourbon. Pro gon' spit so crazy. Hoes wanna give for a baby. Crash when you drive and you're burning. A lot people mind that the speakers ain't working. I'm clapping a nine at your Jeep and you swervin. I'm black with the eyes of a serpent. Back with a knife for purchase. I'm acting the rhymes and the heat is conversing. Antagonist mind, on your people you worship here with a vengeance. Your fear appears in a mere sentence. be the apprentice. Pro wanna with Gavin, all combined with the victory murkin', drama unravel, pro commence, llama in the shadows, no defense, calm in the battle, most intense, honey dips in them silly bras, they got the me, I throw dick. But money clips and the millie cause is not usually pro shit. The ether rider, the freakin' feedin' feeble, freedom fighter with dope steeds, the eater fighter, the reason he bees, cause he admire the OGs. Uh. Us. rivals fighting five of us, bitches slide with us. My dick is harder than elephant ivory toss, bad for mid-bison, fight the dust, slime and trust. life for lust, tyson, fighting, knife, slicing, guts, Snipping cyber dust. Filling their mind with the hatred and jealousy. fighting with the rugged like a where the LLV I can check out my melody, duck the felony Doesn't they tell me, never forget him. I send them to heaven. I went in the I've been in again and again, and I'm ruling the throne. It'll never be ending. The message and lesson I'm sending is killing civilians in Yemen. The bigger that's the people, pretending the freedom of speech is speeches. It's hateful, offending the weapon. Possession, the second amendment is me. I'm back Give the gap back, delicious. You could watch that Harry Potter Radcliffe rap shit. Like when I got a drop and a trip hop and it don't stop with the whole block and the holes hot. Do the windmill, do the wop, do the robot, flow hot, never go pop. No shots, so shock, digging the dick and the nun One could blow cock at the church, pope, Benedict, flop the white flame night like, train, name James Brown. But the bitch be riding my dick like Greyhound. I ain't playing with no gimmick when they digging every minute and I take it to the limit and then when I'm in it when I'm making an exhibit. Is it entertaining, is it? it? Hate, president, race, bigot, slow, deadbeat, James Van Bevel, rain forever. Act like a dick, I'll be the pussy till he changed gender. Switch and launching a rocket and making. Brain on the ceiling, revealing opinion The sin and the fish in the sea and the birds and the heavens We live in and give it dominion And in the beginning, the women have been in the devil is winning the end of the end of the evil And tricking the murder religion The media spinning, this painted, I'm bringing them out what's up this is the infamous serial wax killer beastie boys dj assassin mix master mike and you're tuned into my man dj tricky kid don't be a clown don't sleep check it out y'all
1: now that is impressive although i will say do i really need that many syllables (laughs) per square inch
0: it is kind of it is a <laughs> per inch, right? Uh, it is kind of overwhelming, isn't it? Uh, I cool. love Gab and I love Black Alicia's and you know I play it around this house all the time and all around the studio, uh, and it's crazy how good he is at that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really impressive.
0: And of course, a lot of people, you know, you know, Black Alicia's kind of came on their radar when um, what's to do Daniel Radcliffe from from Harry Potter. Apparently he's been a big, big fan of, 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 and he could do the alphabet aerobics, which is this really insane, kind of like lyrical, verbal exercise that's um, just, you know, one big long tongue twister where he goes all the way from A to Z, mm-hmm. and it keeps going faster and faster and faster. Now, when Daniel Radcliffe did this, like on, I think it was on the, on the Jimmy Fallon show, at that point the song was. God, what Nia came out in like '99, and I think this was like three years ago. So people were just now like, "Oh my God, who is this Black Alicious? So, so they had a bit of a resurgence, kind of like what, like what Jimmy found, what what, what Daniel Radcliffe did for Black Alicious is kind of what The Sopranos did for like Journey, like uh-huh. the very the last episode of The Sopranos featured "Don't Stop Believing," and people thought it was like a new band, and and you know they're enjoying the. Uh,
1: yeah, so um, that's a good point. I always thought uh, somebody told me that it was from the resurgence of journey was from that uh, show Glee. Do you remember that? One? I'm sure
0: it, it had something to do with that, but I think it it, it started or it, where it stacked on was that the very. I know that you don't you you never you never saw the Sopranos, did you?
1: I've seen the Sopranos. I didn't see every single episode. But okay. It was,
0: do yeah. you know about the final episode?
1: No.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. So yeah. So. I mean, it, it, <laughs> Anybody that loved that show would of course would have watched the final episode right sure, yeah. okay. <laughs> well without going too far with it the final episode of of that uses um and no spoilers uh uses uh j- for some reason uh journeys don't stop believing in a very effective way yeah. and like the next day suddenly it was like the number one song in the country, and the song came out in like eighty one this is like two thousand and three right so mm-hmm. um and people are like what is this new thing and then of course <laughs> and then Glee and, and a lot of other different shows stacked on it so anyway so yes yeah, so thank you Daniel Radcliffe for, for letting people know who Black Alicious is and we're doing our best to let you know as well check out Gift of Gabs and it's time to rejoice because rappers are rapping again so now we're about to get to uh, the first of our special guest uh, one of the the most legendary MCs in the history of the game to do it one of the first MCs starting at age 14 uh, Roxanne Chante. Um you guys might have seen uh, it's actually it's called Roxanne Roxanne it's, it's currently on Netflix I encourage everybody to check it out Jossie what did you think of this film?
1: I thought it was really cool um, I, I think that it's very um, awesome that whenever a woman kind of breaks through uh, a boys club type of uh, arena and it was heartbreaking at times but uh, you know Triumphant in the end, so I enjoyed it.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and that was and it's it's such a very you know harrowing story because I mean, I mean, uh, her being a a a, a hip hop pioneer is just a piece of the story as well. I mean, it's it it was inspiring, and it's why why you know a movie was of course was, is made about her, but her her whole life is uh, been about overcoming the odds and and mm-hmm. has been an inspiration uh, throughout her entire life. So to get to see her come back. And or at least have, the, you know, her story added to the lexicon of the hip hop, you know, dialogue. That's uh, such a crucial undertold story and that a lot of people, you know, may not even have, you know, rem- remember or, or, you know, that that's not a name that make come up as often as it should come up, and I hope that, that this movie uh, will change that. Yes. Um, so what we're going to do is, I'm going to play you, I know it's uh, it's audio, but, I, uh, but the trailer for this film is so great. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you, so you can kind of get an idea and kind of get you excited and make you want to go to Netflix and check this film out. And it was so great that we got to see it actually in the theater. And uh, Roxanne actually performed after, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that right after you see this trailer. This is Roxanne Roxanne.
5: I hear you out here, Shantae. What time does this key lock my door? You want to be out there playing with all them hoes and you keep your ass out there but stop knocking on my goddamn door.
6: daughter to be happy or something you want her to be miserable just like you you a
5: nasty motherfucker My name is Shante,
6: and yes, I'm six, and out there in the world thinking you grown what the hell happened to your shantay listen i know the streets are calling but you must find a way to rise above it
5: Johnny, you got this. Without him, a- let's do
1: this. Wow! Um, so uh, definitely check out the movie. Um, the the trailer doesn't quite do it justice, but it does let you know what it's about and. Um, it's definitely an intense movie, so for
0: sure, a great cast, great acting, great direction, uh, and you're going to hear Roxanne talk a little bit about that here in uh, just one second. You know, I we were you know we were talking about about birthdays and talking about breaking through a boys' club. I did I did want to add a couple more birthdays before we get to that. One is it uh, was uh, the, the the queen of metal is uh, Doro Pesh. And talk about breaking through a boys' club there, yeah, uh, being European and you know kind of the masculinity of of metal. And we had Doro on uh, a few months ago. And my girl Jossie here actually performed All We Are on the violin, and yeah. oh my gosh, and we recorded it. And if you haven't checked out the Doro episode, go to our archives um, at trickykid.com. It's tricky-kid.com, and just type in Doro or Doro or whatever. You, you'll see it. It's fantastic. And all the European metal stronghold is like all in love with Jocelyn now, and uh, because of <laughs> how much you killed that on the violin. It was so awesome.
1: Oh, thank you. It was fun.
0: <laughs> and and of course we're talking about Prince and Prince's birthday today and next week we're going to have a big show. Uh but uh it's also uh it's also Jimmy Jam's birthday was yesterday. And of course Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis of course make up the legendary the time. Uh mm-hmm. of course obviously of Morris Day in the time. So we don't want to have old Jimmy Jam get overlooked there. We want to say happy birthday uh to Jimmy Jam. Um and you know, we've, we. Any
1: further ado? Tricky Kid Radio is proud to bring you live from the red carpet at the Dallas International Film Festival. The legendary Roxanne Chanté.
0: Ask you, when you got approached to do the film, was there any, was there any? I don't know, like a trepidation you had about about making this film?
5: None, none whatsoever. I felt that you know, um, Roxanne Chanté. Is a very open person. I'm a very people person. So, because of that, this was just an open book. And I felt that it was, this platform allowed more people to be able to read that open book of Roxanne and And I knew that there was definitely going to be some way that this was going to help others who may have felt that they did not want to discuss things that took place in their past or may have felt shame about certain things that took place in their past. So, no, there wasn't anything about the movie that I did not, that I felt any type of. Uh, precautions about putting out there, or felt any type of way about it? No, I, I wanted to tell the whole thing exactly how it was told.
0: Don't you think that right now is a perfect timing for a film like this? I mean, I mean, it, it, the world needs this, the, especially young young women, and girls to be able to see such an empowered woman. That, and I mean, because it was a it was a boys' club back in the Bronx, right?
5: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, not only with the hip hop in the Bronx, but me being from Queens, one of the main factors is that. It shows the strength of women and what we're able to do and how capable we are when it comes to anything that we put our minds to, whether it's it's hip-hop, whether it's the medical field, whether it's politics, you name it. You know, once we get in it and we get involved and we show our skills, you know, that's one of the main factors that comes across in the movie, it lets them know, like, listen, I was willing to go up against any man at any time at such a young age, but you, that is the story of many women. There are many young women who are doing that, and this is going across the genres of all music, you know, not just hip-hop. So this movie is for everyone. This movie wasn't just for the hip-hop base of it. This was just for women in general. And as for a perfect time, it is definitely the woman's time now. There was going to be a time where things, you kind of place them out into the universe, and the universe puts things in position as they were, because after all, Having a career that spanned over 30 years and not making a movie until 30 years later, but still being alive to enjoy the movie is a blessing. And only the universe can make that happen. And, and that's truly woman's power.
0: Well you know, We were just talking about that because I was thinking, I was like, I'm so glad that this movie got made. And I'm so glad that it didn't get made in 50 or 100 years. I was glad that it got made so that you could enjoy it. I've Absolutely. And I'm enjoying every minute of it. Outstanding. I wanted to ask you, what was the first rap battle where you really felt like you just dusted somebody and was it it kind of built your confidence like whoa i really i really not only did i win that one i killed that one which one was it
5: i think it was my next door neighbor my next door neighbor and his name was chris and i had we met in the hallway by the trash compactor and once i defeated him i was like okay i'm ready for the world I remember that just like it was yesterday. And it was if they were very simple rhymes, but it was just the fact of knowing that that little bit of boost right there let me know, okay, I'm ready for anybody.
0: So that was the confidence boost where you're working of like, All right, I can do this.
5: Yeah, anytime you beat your neighbors at something always Oh, yeah. boost, right? If you beat them with putting the garbage out, if you beat them, <laughs> Whenever you beat your neighbors at anything. So just imagine when you're younger, like that is a confidence booster.
0: Because yeah, you, you were only 14, Absolutely. you know. One more question. So what was your first impression of KRS-One when you all first had that first battle? Was there any, were you nervous? What, what is, uh, was there any confidence shaken? What was your first impression of KRS-One?
5: My first impression of the teacher KRS-One was, wow, he is incredible lyricist. And then my second thought was, okay, where's Big Daddy Kane? Because I know for a fact I got something for this. So that was my first impression. was like, okay, where is Kane?
0: (laughs) As a lifelong student of hip-hop, Roxanne, it has been my pleasure to speak with you. One of the original MCs. All the best of luck. I love the film, and I hope you enjoy yourself while you're in Dallas.
5: Thank you, thank you, and I definitely will.
0: Enjoy it. Thank you.
5: Wow. Uh, so it was it was actually really cool
1: to hear and see the the real Roxanne Chante after seeing the movie, um, and how how beautifully the character on this on the screen kind of portrayed her strength. Um, it, it, I mean, she obviously went through a lot, you know, coming through, um, and it was really neat to see that the real Roxanne embodied the character that I saw on the screen.
0: Yeah, because, you know, again, I mean, because she's, even though it's, a, it's an actress playing a role, I mean, it's a, it's a real person. And to see that person, you know, and see that she is this this presence that she has, you know? Yeah. And it was such a great event at the Dallas International Film Festival, um, right out there, and they had it in the West Village, of course, and at the Magnolia. And it was so neat because, you know, I've, I've been able to check off quite a few... Uh, uh, you know, my heroes and my in- inspirations, and my influences over the years. Recently, you know, you and I saw, unbelievably, saw Eric B. and Rakim, mm-hmm. which is to, so far still my favorite show of the year, and a hip hop show that I that I would never ever see that would always be left in the unchecked column. Uh, I'm a DJ today because of Eric B and so that was great so I thought I would never see Roxanne Chante I mean again like I mean that was even before I was you know this is in the late 70s uh you know when she's doing this and so let's see okay if she is um yeah so this was like not the late 70s i guess this was more like 80 like 84 because she's she's only like 4 years older than i am but but still you know by 84 i knew who run dmc was and who houdini and grandmaster flash and all this but but you know she was only um you know and she was active up until i guess around like the early 90s but she's still somebody that i thought i would never ever you know be seeing performing and it was a great great night too because somebody else you know uh, you know Dallas has a very very you know thriving hip-hop scene and we actually have quite a few legends that are from here besides the you know the DOC is from here oh. Erica Badu is from here and right. still still lives here and DJ Spinderella mm-hmm. uh, from the legendary course salt and Pepper she lives here and uh, her daughter Christy Ray has her it has followed in her mom's footsteps and she has her own little uh dj collective i i, I don't mean to say little because that sounds like i'm belittling it but like she has her own uh dj collective i don't know the name of it but i know that she's the head of it and and they were kind of the opening act it was like christy ray and there were two other female uh djs as well and it was so cool to see this next you know the evolution this next chapter of people that are going to be taking hip hop into the future, and it was cool to see that it was going to be future females uh, as well, yes. continuing that tradition. You know, uh, growing up, being in, you know, getting a good education there, mm-hmm. uh, having Spinderella for your as your mom, and uh, take, taking it a little bit further. But getting to see Roxanne Shante perform, uh, holy cow! That was so such a something I thought I, that would never ever happen, um, and wh- and what a what a great treat that was. Okay, so now we're gonna before we get into our second half of the show here, we're we'll be talking with Busy Bone and uh, director Tim Newfang, talking about another film that premiered at the um, Dallas International Film Festival was the story of uh, of, of Busy Bone and Crazy Bone uh, called The Sons of St. Clair, uh, and it's kind of about kind of like the making of of the album that they came out with last year um, called New Waves. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and talk about some of our, uh, think our awesome sponsors, that kind of keep the lights on here and kind of keep us rolling here at Tricky Kid Radio. Uh, lots and lots of, of uh, all your great support out there on social media. We want to inspire or or we want to uh, inspire you. Uh, we want to encourage you to go to tricky uh, to iTunes uh, and type in Tricky Kid Radio and click that subscribe button. And what else should they do, Jossie?
1: And leave a review. Five stars would be great, and yeah, <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? It really does help, um, yeah. and it adds a personal touch.
0: It does. I mean, I mean, you don't really think like, oh, I don't have to actually leave like a rating and leave a review. Uh, it, you can't believe how much it helps out. Uh, and we want to tell you about, uh, of course, you're looking for us on Twitter at uh, tricky kid and the number two. That's tricky kid. And the number two, go to tricky-kid.com. You'll be able to see that video we talked about where we surprised my mom. Uh, you'll see the trailer for Roxanne. Roxanne, um, lots. you'll be able to hear uh, great music and links and pictures, and it's just a good, 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 good time. Uh, lots of stuff coming up. Like I said, make sure you stay tuned for next week for the celebration of Prince's 60th birthday as uh, well as talking about the uh, the 30th anniversary of Love Sexy and lots of surprises. So you're not going to and one more thing about Prince, like I said, it's going to bring me to our second song of the week, is uh, the Gorillas man, uh, who uh, led by of course Damon Alburn from Blur and a million other bands that he he's in, has this really neat hip hop collective. Um, that that's been around for a long time. He always includes like of course they had a big hit called Clint Eastwood, uh, many, many years ago featuring Del the Funky Homo sapien. Yeah. Um I don't even know the name of that one song that's got De La Soul on it. It's like their biggest hit, you know. Um yeah, I think it's called Feel Good Incorporated. It's got it was you know it's a great track with De La Soul. You know that song, don't you?
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyway, well, they have a new one uh, coming out. Uh, uh, it's called Lake Zurich. Uh, and it is from it's uh, coming from their upcoming album called The Now Now uh, that I think is going to be coming out, I believe, in next month, I think in July, maybe even August. Uh, but before I played, I wanted to say one thing. And and Jossie, you don't know this, but OK, so. There's a lot of Prince stories, of course, that come out now after the fact because, you know, people are always afraid to say something or, or like, whatever. Uh, and this isn't, like, a knock on... He knocked on Prince, but I don't know why he's just now admitting this. But apparently, I read recently that Damon Alburn had the chance to collaborate with Prince. This would be, like, the ultimate highlight of anybody's, you know, career, life, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he turned it down because... He couldn't smoke in the studio.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: Okay, but yeah, but
1: wow, that that really sucks, and that's a really good reason to maybe try to quit. Right? I would take that as a
5: reason to quit. Oh
0: my god! I mean, <laughs> put the cigarettes away, dude. Like, okay, I would I would give up like sushi like for to collaborate with, like, Hey, you can either go in here and do a song with Prince that will live forever, but it means you can no longer eat sushi. Um, you know, uh, half, the, I would give up half the shit that I like, uh, to be able to enjoy that. And, and he, his addiction cost him that, you know, I, I actually, I actually, I have a pretty funny Damon Albert story, uh, that I, I don't know if I've ever told on this show, but I'll say it real fast is, um, uh, it also has something to do with hip hop. What legendary hip hop was it? Um, probably the first, what is considered to be the first hip hop uh, single, the first hit, of course, is from the Sugar Hill Gang, which of course is Rapper's Delight.
6: Uh-huh. It
0: came out the year you were born, Jossie, nineteen seventy nine. And basically, what it is, it's the guys from Sugar Hill Gang, you know, uh, Hank the the Bank and Magic Mike and all them, and they're basically what they're doing, they're rapping over Sheik's uh, Good Times, you know, okay. and this is this is a song that goes through the hip. Hip, hippity to the hop, oh. don't you don't stop to the body rock, bang, bang, boogie to be. You know that song, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, well, it was unthinkable that down in Austin, Texas, of course, they have the annual South by Southwest Festival. And this is in like 19, this is about 20 years ago. I think it was around nine like ninety nine. I want to say. And, you know, all the legendary secret parties that happened to go down there where you like, like I saw James Addiction at a, at abandoned Kmart once and, uh, you know, and I saw like, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. You know, I saw Queen of the Stone Age in an airplane hangar and, you know, all the, all this legendary stuff, right? I could go on and on about it. Well, I saw, like, I saw, I think it was like Tom Waits at like a used car dealership performing <laughs> at like 3 a.m. with the flaming lips and shit. Like, it was awesome. Anyway, uh, it was the Sugar Hill Gang was playing some, whatever venue they could get, could get, and it was like, you know, one o'clock in the morning, and they had like this, when I say open bar, it was basically a folding table, and a friend or a, a cousin or somebody that the Sugar Hill Gang brought, and a few bottles of booze, and it was kind of loud in there, and of course, you know, since it's free, people were kind of mobbing the bar. Even if you don't want to drink, fuck, it's free, I'll just hold it and, and shit, right? <laughs> Anyway, I happened to look over and I, I don't know why he was in town, I guess, you know, because I think Blur had broken up uh, and maybe he was starting the gorillas. I I, I don't know. Maybe that's the tie in. But whatever reason, Damon was standing next to me and he was in this full denim and I outfit and I recognized him. And I don't know if it was because of his really thick, uh, you know manchester accent or it was because he was act you know sort of asking for a beer or wine basically what it was like in and out burger it was like <laughs> beer wine not oh mate i'll have a you know a car bomb uh, Jaeger bomb what <laughs> i don't i don't drink that much so i don't i, I couldn't even come up with an example but <laughs> but anyway it was just so funny that this guy either had no idea who Damon Albert was or knew and didn't give a shit. And he was just, it was one o'clock in the morning and either he couldn't understand him or whatever. Cause Damon kept leaning over and, and, and repeating it and whatever he was saying. So, till so finally the bartender guy, young guy, young black guy finally just kind of throws his hands up and looked at him and said this boy, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> And Damon had a, who actually was pretty cool about it. He, you know, he, he couldn't help but laugh about it. And God, I was screaming laughing. And, and we just happened to, to kind of look at each other because this, this had happened and we kind of, kind of bonded over it. Anyway, that's my fun Damon Albert <laughs> at 1 a.m. watching a, a legendary Sugar Hill Gang, uh, uh show. But anyway, but check out, uh, the Gorillas' Lake Zurich off the new album, uh, called The Now Now.
1: This is Megan Dalby. You can catch me in Edge of the World, and you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner.
0: Now, uh, we want to bring you, uh, of course, uh, come on, man, Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony, along with director Tim Newfang, talking about Sons of St. Clair. And, of course, this was also, again, live from the red carpet uh, at the Dallas International Film Festival. So, uh, Busy, how are you, sir? Uh, St. Clair, talk a little bit about the name of the title and the inspiration behind the name of the film. If I may,
6: take that one, I sir. mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a creation from, from these two gentlemen, actually, so I'm going to let Newfang in.
2: I would say that uh, the, the title, it just makes sense because if you know anything about Bone and about Bone's music, uh, their neighborhood and the city of Cleveland is so important to these guys. It's, it's a theme throughout their music from the early days when they were just young bucks running around all the way to this day. They've stayed loyal and passionate about Cleveland and their neighborhood. And so when we were thinking about what the name of the film was going to be that focused heavily on Crazy and, and Busy doing the, the New Waves project, it just popped in our heads, Sons of St. Clair, because they are. And right, okay campus, so it just made sense, man.
0: Okay, so growing up in kind of like the Midwest, you didn't really have, you know, a lot of loyalty to New York or loyalty to L.A., so what was it like growing up a hip-hop fan in Cleveland?
6: It was a lot of Motown influence. We had a couple of uh, superstars out there, Um, a couple of guys that were doing um, small, minor things. Um, uh, it It was difficult, very difficult, very, very difficult. Well,
0: so, uh, the affiliation that eventually, of course, happened with EZE, and it kind of, you'll forever be associated with the kind of the West Coast culture, a lot of people don't know that you're from Cleveland. Talk a little bit about the importance, like you were saying, of of showing where you come from.
6: Uh, well, it was important to us because it was sort of like the fad as well, and the thing to do was uh, speak of where you're from. You know, we, this is before we knew uh, brand management and different things of that nature and building those kind of things, so... Uh, it was really that. It was a wave. It was something that we were catching on to.
0: That's a tenet of hip-hop, right? You, you say your name, you say your crew, you say where you're from.
4: Goddamn right.
0: So representing Cleveland, is. I, mean, I don't really know of any other hip-hop. Was there a hip-hop scene there, or was it something you had to, to, to kind of branch out for?
6: It was definitely a hip-hop scene, breakdance crews, graffiti crews, so on and so forth. It was definitely a scene there, but just un, unheard.
0: So why the, the movie now? Again, I heard you say earlier that this is just one bone story, but if there's a hierarchy, this must be the most important part of it if it comes first, right? I, I, yeah, I
2: would just say to that, really, you know, there were a million different ways that you could slice this pie, and I don't think you could have gone wrong with any of them. But I just think that, you know, once these guys decided that they were going to move forward with New Waves, the duet record, which I know that the Bone fan base really wanted and was passionate about for so long, for Tanner and I as filmmakers, once we learned from Steve Lobel that they were going to do New Waves, we just said, hey, that's what's up. Yeah. That is a story that isn't just a biographical thing where you're just looking back at history and da da da, da. It's really something where we could drop you into the moment right now with what they were working on and so that that was an incredible way of like sparking the flame yeah. that i think is going to ignite what's to come for and, these guys and that you know? album that album is yeah, yeah, sorry, so, ahead, so, no man, it's, I'm, it's I'm, it, I'm
4: no all good sure. it, the, the 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 new
0: way of the album in general is just something like you've never heard it's it's so good uh there's there's songs from a little bit of the little dash of everybody in it and it still keeps it real there's still songs with the whole gang songs with a few of them here and there but either way it's 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 new it's familiar but it's totally original and and it and you'll see it in this movie it, i mean it's the heartbeat of this movie and it's so much fun to as an audience member to get to be a fly on the wall as they create this which is not a lot of it's access you don't get a lot of the time. So so for these guys to open up and allow that access, I think the audience is just going to be floored to get to see the process along with some history and the journey. And uh, it, it's, it's a fun one, man. Sons of like St. Clair. I'm, I'm hoping everybody digs it as much as yeah, we do. <laughs> Who has also who's seen the movie? Who are some of your peers that have already seen the movie or has every member of Bone Thug seen it? I, I would love to
2: take that if you don't mind. So that's a secret and we're just going to have to let y'all know later. They got a big camp. Some people have seen it. Some people haven't. But that's one thing that we're really excited to be here at Dallas with is this is only the third festival we've had the opportunity to show the movie at. So really, it's a, it's a very small community right now that has actually seen Sons of St. Clair. And I think that's our goal is to get it out to the wider audience so everybody can enjoy it. And again, like I said, tee it up for the next thing to come along. Last question.
0: When you look back on your career in 20 years as a lifelong not only student but performer of hip-hop, when you look at your legacy, is it interesting to see where it fits? Because it, it casts a very wide net. Do you know what I mean? Like, Whereas like Run DMC might be looked at as like classic hip-hop, and other people might be looked at something you associate with a certain late-90s thing. Bone Thug seems to kind of create a bit of a wider net there. Tell me your feelings about that.
6: Um, I look at it like the golden age of, of hip-hop. Tupac, uh, Easy, Biggie uh, would be the Mount Rushmores. Jam J, you can throw in there. Aaliyah, you can throw in there. But it seems like that's that um, exemplifies, if that's the right word, uh, for, for us as as uh, our stamp in music and, and in hip-hop for that time. So, yeah, the golden age of hip-hop.
0: And that's really something you really can't plan on. So, again, so your perspective when you look at it, how does that... Does, does does it fit Does it fit your perspective, or do you think it's sometimes Sometimes when you, you know what I mean, like the the intent sometimes ends up being something a little bit different. So when you think about that,
2: okay, yeah, I think that that, that is a really cool thing about documentary storytelling because that this, this isn't a scripted thing, right? This is a real story about these guys making a real album, real art, doing real things, and I think that I can speak for Tanner and myself. Uh, throughout the filmmaking process, what is really cool is you allow that room for real life to just take you where you, where it's going to go. There's only uh, there's only so much you can plan for, and so I think that, that that's a real cool thing where you make so many plans, but then it plays out in real time.
0: Well, listen, Busy, uh, thanks so much for joining us. hope you have a great time here in Dallas. Looking forward to seeing the film. Gentlemen, welcome. Congratulations.
6: Thank you. Thank you
0: all right once again want to thank uh, both of our special guests the legendary Roxanne Chante uh, one of the original MC's and definitely check out Roxanne Roxanne if you haven't already seen it again uh, gosh Busy Bone uh, and of course director Tim Dufang uh, from uh, Sons of St. Clair Uh, that's coming out um, a little bit later in the year you'll get a chance to see that Uh, of course uh, all the new music Uh, again don't miss The Prince you know Two years gone, 60th birthday celebration. It's going to be off the hook. Go to uh, the Statler Hotel tonight. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Go to Scout. Check out, um, you know, the the beautiful ones and all the different people are going to be there. Go to Texas Theater. Check out Purple Rain. Let's celebrate uh, together, man. The the life and legacy of, um, in my opinion, uh, the greatest entertainer, songwriter, everything in my personal greatest inspiration prince jossie anything you want to add to say to everybody
1: um it was nice to have a conversation with you again <laughs> about all this cool stuff that i learned from you all the time
0: yeah well, just this, this time it just happened to be recorded right so
1: yes <laughs> so
0: to tell people before you go what, what is a day in, in the life with me like
1: um, I get a lot of stories <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of info, and I like info. I learn a lot from you, Roy, and it's nice.
0: I learn a lot from you. You are my life and my love <laughs> and my light and my inspiration. Um, and you know, when I say my biggest inspiration uh, to date was always, again, you know, uh, artistically, of course, w- 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 was w- was Prince, but uh, in life, uh, you are my greatest inspiration. Oh, and I love so you and I love you very much, and I'm so glad you uh joined us this week. Well,
1: thank you for inviting me
0: uh yes you, you kind of have an open invite seems like you're the the producer of this show <laughs> a, lot, a lot of you don't know this, but Jocelyn is actually the producer of Tricky Kid radio mm-hmm. uh and is the main driving force that keeps us running and keeps me running and is my uh my life and my love and again, thank you to everybody who's asking about miles. And uh, we'll have more of that coming next week. Again, check us out on uh, Facebook at Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Uh, check out my personal DJ page of DJ Tricky Kid. Uh, I'm now on Instagram at DJ Tricky Kid. Thanks to Jocelyn. Yes. And go on to podcast <laughs> and subscribe. But here's something else. I don't plug this enough, but Tricky Kid TV is taking off. And I want to tell you about my man... uh I want to tell you about my man, Armani Rodriguez, who has joined the Tricky Kid team. And my my gosh, A-Rod Promos, this guy is the greatest videographer. Uh, he just, uh, again, also, yes, um, shout out to all my graduates out there. Of course, you know, our nephew Blake uh, just graduated and Armani just graduated. It's hard to believe that Armani is a year younger than Blake, if you can believe that and this guy's a genius, uh, and he has joined the Tricky Kid team. Check him out for all of your editing needs. Or, I mean, the, the kid can do anything, and so you really need to check out Tricky Kid TV. We had this great time uh, with my old friend Brian Head Welch from Corn. He was also at the Dallas International Film Festival, and we recorded some really great, fun stuff with him. You can now see on Tricky Kid TV. Please subscribe there. We definitely want to get the numbers up on that so we can keep bringing you more cool stuff, and then there's some bonus footage of tricky kid tv of that uh with me and brian of his reaction uh we filmed one of those fun reaction videos there's an old corn video from 1994 95 whatever in fort worth texas that uh it was the night that brian and i met and it's just great check it out i think you'll really enjoy it just go to tricky kid tv on youtube you'll see it of course there'll be links to all this on our website at trickykid.com uh, but yeah, check out Tricky Kid TV, man. And we've got some great stuff. We've got some great footage from the Dallas International Film Festival coming up. Uh, and lots and lots of great stuff. Our friends from the New Republic Studios, we got some great stuff coming up, for, you know, with them. So please subscribe and stay tuned to that. Uh, once again, I am your host, Roy Turner. We want to tell everybody we hope you have a great, great, great summer. Uh, And hope you guys are kicking it off uh, well. We thank you for joining us this week to get your summer started off right. So for my better half, Jocelyn Hund, I'm Roy Turner, and we will see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.